Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the UFTA podcast. We are on season three, episode 17. I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. Happy to be back with you. We always have to do uh, a quick check to make sure which episode we're on, and then I always have to quick check myself to see if, make sure I don't butcher it. Uh, we're happy to have you back on the show, back on the cast, and we are happy to dive into part two of Movement vs. Exercise, where the part as in Jordan doesn't hijack the, uh, <laughs> the, the original uh, episode intention. So, uh, without you having to necessarily go back immediately right down to part one, but you should listen to it. Yep. What we talked about there in part one is basically having more intention behind everything that you're doing versus just randomly going in and just completing an exercise like as a task. Like there has right. to be intention behind it movement behind it right and kind of framing that as training movements versus just training random exercises as yes. we go yes and, and and taking movement as the body moves as a whole as the way that we build um stronger bodies more resilient bodies create longevity uh get out of pain correct today i'm gonna let M make sure that we get to her original intention of the episode of movement versus exercise part two correct just a little context backstory we always chat about the episode at the beginning of last episode jordan took it in a different direction than i had anticipated so we kind of pivoted but we thought it was still important to kind of bring this take of movement versus exercise in that Oftentimes, from more of a macro level, so thinking last week, we kind of zoomed into the micro level. We want to train specific movements, not just random exercises here and there. We've talked about it in a programming realm, but also we believe it's important to identify kind of the distinction between movement just for general health and the importance of that versus exercise as in training workouts pushing yourself above and beyond where you might be right so kind of an easy example of this as movement might be hey i'm gonna make sure that i just get my steps in however i can throughout the day right parking further away moving more just that general movement versus exercise being that dedicated time set aside to pushing the needle forward towards your goals specifically, whatever those might be, whether that's fat loss, strength, longevity, right? And that looks different for everybody, but having those two distinctions and also bringing an awareness of the place of both of those within your overall lifestyle as well. So give us an example of why, or like not maybe an example of a, of a real, maybe, but let's, let's, what led you to want to talk about this topic? Ooh, good question. Yeah. So 
I think oftentimes... I'm making it more about M's topic here, so I don't hijack it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think oftentimes, as we're working with people here, um, and I'll try, like, this happens a lot outside of here as well, right? So it's not just if you're a Unity member, you're not being exclusively called out. I think this is oftentimes helpful for everyone to hear. But we can kind of think of movement and start to almost trick ourselves into that being a workout, often holding ourselves back ultimately from achieving our goals. So when we think movement, and this is not to say we can't go out and walk, right? Like we should hit some steps. There is an importance there. But oftentimes when we say, oh yeah, I worked out today. I just went for a casual stroll with the dog, right? Okay, yes, we moved. We got some movement in. That's awesome for overall health, mental health, benefits of being outside. We can go down all the rabbit holes there. But if we step back and think, oh, my goal is to build strength, did that movement session get us closer to the overall goal? Was it a recovery day? Yeah, it probably did, right? But if it was a training day and we said, oh, yeah, I worked out today, but we didn't train in the gym, we just went for a walk, we're not necessarily moving that needle forward. And I, well, to answer your question in a roundabout way, feel like sometimes we can almost hold ourselves back by saying like, oh yeah, I tracked my workout on my watch, but didn't really do the full workout necessarily. Yeah, we've, we've always said like walking is the best form of exercise, easiest form of exercise to do outside of strength training. Mm-hmm. More best outside of strength training. Strength training is still like our bread and butter of like you have to strength train no matter who you are listening to this podcast, you have to strength train. You have to. Mm-hmm. There is without question about leading to longevity, making sure your joints are functioning, your, you have muscle mass. There is a direct correlation to people who die early and those who don't have muscle mass um, in that correlation to those that have more muscle mass, mass live longer. Mm-hmm. They also have better body composition. They also have less risk of diseases. That is very, very, very out there in research. Um, There is no pill for that. There is no doctor for that. That's you putting in the work and taking care of your body. You going for a walk and trading that off as a strength training exercise does not equate to the same thing if your goal is to make sure that you're building strength. Mm -hmm. Is another way to say this. Maybe more frank for some of you. So... As walk as good as walking is, and we should be getting our steps in. There's a purpose for walking as well, outside of just getting your normal steps in. It could be to decompress. It could be to get blood flow. It could be to just get overall movement, bump up your your neat levels, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. But if you want to get stronger, you want to get um, better body composition. You want to look better. You you want to live longer. You have to strength train. So you have to be careful of how you're trading movement mm-hmm. for exercise. Correct. There, I think what you just said there is perfect. We can't trade off one for the other. We need to have both within yep. a well-rounded program yep. as we go. And I think those exercise sessions to tie back into last week, hopefully you've listened to that episode. If you haven't, go back after this and listen to that. Those exercise workouts, right, not necessarily a walk, is where that intention can come into play. So once again, being intentional, what is the goal of that session specifically? How can we move the needle forward and achieve that? Is it goals to add reps this week? Goals to add weight this week? Am I honing in on some form things? Like where can we focus our energy to get better 
after the end of that session than when we walked in at the start of it. So when when you envision your goal and we're looking into your goal, um, you know where you want to be, and therefore all the decisions that we make take us closer to or further away from. And you have to understand that you you are you are still the CEO of your own body in this circumstance. You'll have to make the tough decisions. You'll have to say no to things. You'll have to say yes to things if your goal is important to you. It doesn't mean you have to say no to everything. It doesn't have to mean you say you have to say yes to everything. But you have to have a little bit of um, you, you have to have a little bit of like your values, your mission uh, of achieving said goal that you are envisioning. Uh, come to life in the day-to-day in the short term and, and you know you, you're, you're, you're going to have to deal with constraints. You're going to have to deal with stuff, obstacles that come up. And you can look at them as opportunities or you can look at them as obstacles and then you can go forward in such way. Most people like to stress out, tell everybody in the world, play victim mm-hmm. and take the easy button. If this were an easy thing, everyone would do it, right? So the hard button is the more valuable button for you. And it's, and it's then being fully in tune with the movement first exercise concept that we're talking about today, different from last week's episode, that you then have a decision to make towards uh, being intentional about achieving your goals. And not all workouts in this scenario have the same outcome. Correct. Yeah, and I think that identifying like you'd identify there working backwards we can know what the outcome of the workout will be and therefore then choose the appropriate ones or hire the coach who will choose the appropriate ones for you right to tie into kind of what we do here is making sure that each movement each exercise session is very intentional in moving the needle forward towards that very specific goal right if we program walking for a person it's in addition to strength training Mm -hmm. we don't to a degree barring coming back from a surgery or other you know outstanding circumstance there trade off strength training for walking and i know we're kind of using walking as a general sense but we could insert any type of exercise there right like any one thing done too much is probably not going to be the most beneficial if we traded off everything for yoga or yeah you know only did mobility and stretching and i think a lot of people get in their head sometimes about like the work that they do um that's not an actual workout like Mm -hmm. not a strength training session but like oh i i gardened today i did the lawn i took care of my lawn i uh moved furniture i changed my house i xyz and they'll they'll equate that as a workout. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, those aren't workouts. Those are activities of daily life, like mm-hmm. daily living, like your daily living. The workouts help make sure that you can continue to do those independently, that you don't have to hire somebody out or that you are unable to do those at the level that you want. Correct. They don't mask a workout. Mm-hmm. You cleaning your house is not a workout. That is an activity of daily living. Mm-hmm. Okay. ADL? Yep. Yeah. ADL. So there, there's a concept there too that even though you might sweat, even though you might be sore, even though you might be going up and down, you're using all of the things that strength training is now giving you to perform the way that you want to independently mm-hmm. as long as possible. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's the, I mean, we were just talking about it yesterday, like life is the sport you forgot to train for, right? So all of those things, that is life, that is your sport in whatever ways you choose to express it, whether that's taking up gardening or being able to clean the house, being able to do the chores or maybe not the fun stuff, or running around playing with grandkids, playing with the kids, etc. as we go, right? So that is the sport you are training for without training for it. You're just rep, and I think I've used this phrase in a previous episode, but everything you do is like a one rep max. You're not prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And the outcome is not guaranteed. You could be way more sore than you would have been if we were already trained for whatever that expression of your life might be. That's a hell of a concept to think about because we can train somebody for, let's just say a person's fairly new and they're, they're progressing very well, no pain, great movement, um, all the things. And they're, and they're progressing through their journey and we're, we're setting them up on a program. And they, they want to test their strength. We want to mm-hmm. test their strength. And, they, and, and we've, we've come to a mutual agreement that this is a cool thing. It's going to be, like, until we do this for somebody that's fairly new or new into a workout setting, first of all, it might be a year and a half, two years before we ever do a one rep max on somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's if. We don't need a one rep max to express anything unless there's a certain particular event, sport, or um, contest that they're training for. But some people just want to know. Mm-hmm. And if a person um, follows our stuff, it, it might be, and they're with us for a long time, it might be a year and a half to two years before they ever even try one rep max. Mm-hmm. We like to do like maybe two or three or four or five rep maxes because there's less risk involved, blah, blah, blah. But let's say a person... In this scenario, everything is going really well, and they've always they, they're training for an event, or they're just training because they want to train and they want to test and see what they can do. Um, when would they test for a one rep max here if everything went perfectly well? It would be. Um, it would be perfectly well. It, it would be like it would be like forty weeks, right? Close yeah. to forty weeks. Yeah, just about. So in forty weeks is roughly there's four point three weeks on average per month. Like mm-hmm. that's almost ten months. Mm-hmm. Like the, like we wouldn't even touch or talk about a one rep max of any sort or a rep max um that low of any sort for ten months. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, we've trained our asses up to that point. Mm-hmm. But people have zero issue looking at their yard and thinking, Oh, I gotta do this weeding today mm-hmm. and then tackle the entire yard in one sitting. They don't lead up to it. They just go and grab something and go and do it. And then they're sore for days, they're hurt, all of these things. But they're afraid to do a one rep max that they've been training 10 months for mm-hmm. in here mm-hmm. with controlled environment, coaching, safety features, like all the things that are coming in, right? So what I wanted to express there was your point into everything that we do outside is like a one rep max mm-hmm. that we didn't train for. And then yeah. it trashes our body. But people are afraid to lift heavy in here every once in a while for a one rep max that they've trained at least at a minimum of 10 months for before they do it. That's wild to me. Like, like my brain is hurting right now even thinking about, like, you just said that. Like, there yeah. was, like, a massive, like, light bulb paradigm shift that was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's that dichotomy of, like, we don't think of that stuff as necessarily exercise. And to draw back to a current point, like, we can't think of that as our workouts, right? But it can be just as stressful to the body as one. So when we put the intention behind the workouts and we have those workouts in there consistently, that stress becomes less. We yeah. don't, maybe we are able to, painting is another great one, where people go out and paint, paint their, their house, entire house. one room, turns into two rooms, their turns in, the whole are, house got painted. Yeah, which 
Fair enough. Tendonitis right? in my elbow, my shoulder hurts. Elbows, shoulders, all the things. Whereas we might know from a movement screen perspective, being overhead is very challenging, but you're going to be overhead for six to eight hours in a day. Yes, you will probably be quite sore from yep. that, which is kind of crazy as well, right? Where we don't really think about the movement side to draw back to last week's episode, thinking the movement. Thank you for doing that, because I was going to say that too. Like, we're almost taking the concept of part one of movement first exercise and mm-hmm. applying that to activities of daily living, for where sure. we're just completing the task and not focused on how we complete the task. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where you and I have programmed people, like, we know that they're gardening or they're doing lawn work or they're doing housework. Sh- shoveling. Shoveling, great example. Like, hey, can we build intervals on this? Can mm-hmm. you do, like, 20 minutes worth and just chill for five? 20 minutes, chill for five? No, 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 I have to get it all done. Like, what in your day is so busy that you can't take three five-minute breaks to save your back for the next two weeks? Mm-hmm. Nothing is the answer. I'll answer it for you. Don't even think about it. It's nothing. So what we're ultimately getting to here is the movement versus exercise piece. We're, again, hijacking it now taking it a different angle. But the hijacking piece of this part is that it applies to daily life, too, Mm -hmm. of what this whole concept started with three weeks ago now with Emily and I, um, and and, and now we're taking it to beyond the gym. Mm -hmm. It it applies to the daily life. But going back to your concept now, to in the gym, the the goal is what matters most. Mm -hmm. And and, and again, Em and I will, will scream it from the rooftops of how valuable walking is for people. That's, there's also a strong correlation to people who can independently walk um, on their own without walkers, anything like that, like for long terms of life leads to more longevity as well. Like, mm-hmm. And that's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to live longer independently. Um, the healthcare system as we know it now will keep us alive longer. Um, but that's more sick care, right? Like we usually don't need them unless we're sick and it'll keep us alive. Like medicine's really good, but it's, it's still in our hands. I think it's like 75 or 80% of the actions and the decisions that we make in our daily living um, towards ourselves play more of a role of how long we'll live, how long we'll live compared to the only like the, the 20%, whatever it is from genetics. Yeah. And we recognizing that we do have that control is important too, right? Like you have control over each decision where we allocate the time to go for a walk, getting the benefits of the walking, getting the mental health benefits, getting outside if it's possible Mm -hmm. versus, hey, I'm going to do the uncomfortable thing. I'm going to train with intention, get my workout in, get my strength training in, in the gym. And we do have control over those decisions, which play, to your point, the most important role in dictating the outcome of not only the goals we want to achieve, but the life we want to live as well. So part one of this was now discussing the difference between like actual movement, like the actual singular movement of something, a glute bridge, a hip hinge, a squat, a lunge, uh, running, whatever it is, um, a core exercise that we're intentional about. Part two is more about the concept of how you're using each, each one, mm-hmm. uh, movement versus actual, actual, ex- or, sorry, actual movement versus actual exercise mm-hmm. and how we're doing it. Yes, movement is great. Yes, we want you to move more. We want you to be able to move more. But the specific type of exercise um, is specific for the type of exercise. It doesn't always qualify. Like, not all movement is exercise, but not all exercise is movement. As I said, or is it backwards? Not all exercise is movement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I said it right. Mm -hmm. Logic. I didn't do well in that class. It's okay. Um, What else did you want to get over in the part two of this? 
I think that was the big thing. I think just being aware of when perhaps we could push and put a little bit more intention behind our exercise and behind that while also holding space for just the movement and not getting stuck in the trap of like, we were kind of talking about those examples, like, oh, I got a workout and I, I went for a stroll, right? Like, that's an easy thing to kind of get stuck in. And yet we need to step back and say like, oh no, I need to push harder. What does my goal entail? So kind of looking at that end goal and working ourselves backwards into what we want to achieve from that. But I think that was the big one. Did you have anything else that you wanted to hijack in and add? I already did enough. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But I already did enough. I, I almost hijacked this one again and made it more about daily living. It's okay. Because I, and, and well, I, I do that, guys. A- I'm passionate about it and I'm emotional about it because we see people that I feel like we have coached for quite a while and that know better. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I coach, like, I like to think of, like, fitness and, and what we do with our fitness and our health is kind of equivalent to how we do life. Like, I, I, I feel the same way about golf. Like, it's a lifelong project. And when we start talking about, like, progressive overload and how you can build somebody into that outside of here and their activities of daily living and creating little intervals, if you will, in their chores at home, um, and then have somebody just go and completely shit on it, uh, but more so they shit on themselves by trying to get this all done in as quick as possible and they disregard their form, they disregard their movement, they disregard everything they've built up to to only be sore for the next two or three weeks. Like, not only are their workouts, their exercise stuff slightly compromised, but they're in pain. Like, mm-hmm. like I, that's what I don't want. Like, right. we, we did this to ourselves and I feel deep down like I could have prevented this if I could have educated them better. And then if I feel like I did educate them on this and they still did it anyway. How did I screw that up so that I could help this person next time? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm passionate and emotional about it. Yeah. I'm not trying to rip on anybody or put them down. Mm-hmm. I know it's gonna, it, it came off like that at first, but it's more like it's an internal thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't get upset at people. I get upset at myself of how I fuck that up for people. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a, like as coaches, we can see the other side of things. And like you said, it can be frustrating for us from our perspective and what we could have done better but from you as the listener's perspective it can also be easy to get stuck in like oh i'm just going to get this chore done because i want my whole house painted and i want it done immediately yeah right like everyone wants to live in a calm space i think that feels good for them but taking that half a moment and we've talked about this from a nutrition side before to just step back and pause and ask yourself hey what is the best decision for me right now whether that is in a workout, in a, you know, chore, activity, daily living, whatever that might be, can yield huge benefits as well. And I think always ask for help when it's there. Mm-hmm. You'd be amazed, guys that are listening and ladies that are listening, how eager people are to actually lend a hand and help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so ask for help uh, and delegate. Hire, hire somebody else to come and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think about, like, picking up three dog poop, uh, three dogs worth of poop in the backyard. Um, which I try to do weekly now so I don't have to have a massive um, pickup day. But when I do, it's in sections. Mm-hmm. Like I'll do it for a while because I'm hinged over. Like I am, I am touching, I am either squatted or hinged or like straight-legged, bent over all the way to the ground, picking this stuff up and putting it in a bag, right? And uh, sometimes there's a lot of poop. Like I always think about the after winter, like the winter thaw. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a nightmare. So that's in sections. That's usually in, in the course of a couple of days. Or I ask Mandy to come help. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a couple different ways we can spin it, right? So 
Um, and that's one that I feel like every time, like, man, I'm glad I take the breaks. I'm glad I take this moment here to, uh, to do this. And I do a, I do a little recovery thing afterwards to reset my spine because mm-hmm. I don't want to be sore the next day. Right. Knock on wood. Everything's been good so far, but I, I feel like I'm smart about it. Right. Well, it's the intention behind it, right? Last week's episode, the intention behind the movement that you're doing, whether that's a deadlift in the gym or yeah. hinging outside to yeah. pick up dog food. And I'm not saying I am smart, by the way. I said I feel like I am. So, point there, too. <laughs> All right. I think, I think, did we get everything through part two? I think two? that about wraps it up for movement versus exercise, yeah. All right. As always, thank you guys very much for tuning in to this week's episode of the UFDA podcast. As always, share this episode with someone who you think might want to hear it. Leave us a rating, a review subscribe, download all the things that help us to grow organically. We very much appreciate it. And we will catch you in next week's episode. Bye, everybody. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.